Blog Talk Radio. jam-packed show for you tonight uh one thing is that uh guess what the impeachment for donald trump is underway and he is about to become only the fourth president in the history of the united states to ever be impeached as a sitting president now uh the other things that are going on is uh we're going to be talking about our veterans you know the ones that go to fight for us at the, during wartime well, if you would believe it, we don't actually give them very good uh, benefits and some some just sickening things that we have found out uh, with people's records and medical records that the uh, vet the veteran affairs are not taking care of our veterans, which that sucks in itself. So we are in our brand new studio today. It's uh it sounds kind of I'm not sure how it's sounding to you guys. I'm going to stick this on here and see if this makes any difference. I, I can't I can't hear myself anyway. However, uh, tonight we're going to talk about the impeachment. We're going to talk about Veterans Affairs. We also have our song pick of the week. And uh, I'm John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio. We have Copperhead standing by. And uh, make sure you follow us on All You Need to Know Radio on all social media. We are live on Instagram right now. So go and watch us. Just as I was saying before, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the Speaker of the House, has asked officially, this is no longer just something that could happen. This is something that is in the process of happening. And Donald Trump is about to become the, he's the third or the fourth person as a sitting president to ever actually be impeached. Here is the U.S. House of Representatives Speaker of the House, a winner in my eyes, a American hero for all the stuff she's having to put up with all the misogynist uh, Congress people out there. So here she is. This is All You Need to Know Radio, and this is how we're going to begin. Where founders began in 1776. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to, to dissolve the political bonds which have connected them with another. With those words, our founders courageously began our Declaration of Independence from an oppressive monarch for, among other grievances, 
the king's refusal to follow rightfully passed laws. In the course of today's event, it becomes necessary for us to address, among other grievances, the president's failure to faithfully execute the law. When crafting the Constitution, the founders feared the return of a monarchy in America. And having just fought a war of independence, they specifically feared the prospect of a king president corrupted by foreign influence. During the Constitutional Convention, James Madison, the architect of the Constitution, warned that a president might betray his trust to foreign powers, which might prove fatal to the Republic. Another founder, Governor Morris, feared that a president may be bribed by a greater interest to betray his trust. He emphasized that this magistrate is not the king. The people are the king. They therefore created a constitutional remedy to protect against a dangerous or corrupt leader, impeachment. Unless the Constitution contained an impeachment provision, one founder warned, a president might, quote, spare no effort or means whatsoever to get himself reelected. Similarly, George Mason insisted that a president who procured his appointment in his first instance through improper and corrupt acts might repeat his guilt and return to power. During the debate over impeachment at the Constitutional yes. Convention, right. George hey guys, Mason so, also uh, asked, Shall any here, man be above uh, justice? So Shall that man be above it who can commit the most extensive injustice? In his great wisdom, he knew that injustice committed by the president erodes the rule of law, the very idea that of fair justice, which is the bedrock of our democracy. And if we allow a president to be above the law, we do so surely at the peril of our republic. In America, no one is above the law. Over the past few weeks, through the Intelligence Committee working with the Foreign Affairs and Oversight Committees, the American people have heard the testimony of truly patriotic career public servants, distinguished diplomats and decorated war heroes, some of the president's own appointees. The facts are uncontested. The president abused his power for his own personal political benefit at the expense of our national security by withholding military aid and crucial Oval Office meeting in exchange for an announcement of an investigation into his political rival. Yesterday, the Judiciary Committee, at the Judiciary Committee, the American people heard testimony from leading American constitutional scholars who illuminated without a doubt that the president's actions are a profound violation of the public trust. The president's actions have seriously violated the Constitution, especially when he says and acts upon the belief. Article 2 says I can do whatever I want. No. His wrongdoing strikes at the very heart of our Constitution, a separation of powers, three co-equal branches, each a check and balance on the other, a republic, if we can keep it, said Benjamin Franklin. Our democracy is what is at stake. The president leaves us no choice but to act because he is trying to corrupt, once again, the election for his own benefit. 
the president has engaged in abuse of power, undermining our national security and jeopardizing the integrity of our elections. His actions are in defiance of the vision of our founders and the oath of office that he takes to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Sadly, but with confidence and humility, with allegiance to our founders, and a heart full of love for America, today I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. I commend our committee chairs and our members for their somber approach to actions which I wish the president had not made necessary. In signing the Declaration of Independence, our founders invoked a firm reliance on divine providence. Democrats, too, are prayerful, and we will proceed in a manner worthy of our oath of office to support and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. So help us, God. Even if the foreign and domestic enemy happens to actually be the sitting president of the United States, which sadly, everybody, that is the state of mind we are in. Hi, I'm John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio with our co-host, Copperhead. Say hello, everybody, Copperhead. How's it going, everybody? Okay, uh, work on your sound. Turn on those, uh, work with those turn on how you hear us. And we also have from our best in justice uh, team, uh, almost uh, Warwich. Hi, almost. How are you? Hi, John. I'm very well. Thanks for having me on again. Well, we are in our, in our new studios, and I man, I can hear them. Uh, I can hear myself like echoing from somewhere. Let me find out if this. I think it's this way. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Copperhead was coming through the thing, so we're gonna have to figure that out. But you got to come see our new studios, man. We're high above uh, Addison, Texas, uh, over uh, 635 and everything. Not very far from your. Very office. cool. I'd love to come see it. So, uh, all right. So, almost. What's going on yes, with sir. the impeachment stuff today? How did you? Uh, what did you? How did you think? How do you think Nancy? How do you think Nancy? Uh, Pelosi and the Democrats are handling this. Do you think that they are rushing to judgment or I think they are methodically putting a case together that, I mean, this is probably not going to go anywhere just because the guys in Congress have no balls, but, and I, they've well, obviously decided to put country or the a party over, over country, which is so real sad. I, I I have a few different responses. Um, the, the first is that I'm appreciative that they appear to be moving both quickly and fairly. Um, I felt like Chairman Schiff's series of hearings over the last three weeks or so were very effective for distilling some of the most important talking points and um, frankly adducing some pretty solid evidence. I mean, the Sondland testimony and like these Giuliani phone records, um, they adduced some pretty solid evidence of a series of crimes, essentially a criminal conspiracy. Um, One of the things that I think is really interesting is that there's a debate over 
whether or not they're going to draft articles of impeachment exclusively related to the Ukraine affair or if they're going to reach back into the um, Mueller investigation and draft articles related to that or any of the other malfeasance that has occurred, for example, the emoluments violations. And from a pure matter of politics, not as a matter of law, but as a matter of politics, I think it is wise for the Democrats to pursue only a limited set of impeachable offenses related to the Ukraine affair because they are simple. And they I need think to it was maybe two or three months ago when this first started coming out, I opined on the show that I thought that Donald Trump was likely to be impeached as a result of the Ukraine affair because it is simple. The facts are not complicated. Unlike the Mueller investigation, which is really complicated, the Ukraine affair is simple bribery, and we have direct evidence of the president soliciting a bribe. I'd like you to do me a favor, though. Accordingly, from a matter of politics, I like the limited set, but as an attorney who um, reviews things from kind of a justice perspective, not necessarily a political perspective, I do think there's they're leaving crimes on the table, but it's probably the best move anyway. But mobsters go to jail for parking tickets and parking violations. Sometimes you kind of justify the ends for the means. Let me throw this at you almost. What if they censured President Trump for the Ukraine call, but they actually impeached him for the 12 counts of uh, obstruction of justice, which is undoubtedly Mm -hmm. – there's no proof. I mean, when you obstruct, when you tell people not to abide by subpoenas, when you do right. everything he's done, that is direct violations of it. Do you think there's a possibility mm-hmm. they might go that way? I've heard that three times today. That's that's interesting. And you know, a censure for bribery seems like it's like the people who have to vote on that, you know. Is just the House. So they could issue a censure, but I think, and this is, I'm kind of doing this on the fly because I, I haven't heard that particular idea, but I would be concerned that it is the trial in the Senate whether it's obstruction of justice in the Mueller investigation or obstruction of Congress in the Ukraine affair, neither of those crimes are um, high crime for misdemeanors related to foreign policy, whereas bribery and conspiracy to defraud the United States are. So I think I would like them to do something about the foreign policy issue, which is ultimately the underlying crime. But I see the point that the evidence of obstruction is much easier. But well, bribery, you know, what I'm saying is that you were saying that it, it's easy with the situation mm-hmm. with, with the situation with Ukraine. Well, sadly, it, it was easy, but when the way that Donald Trump and everybody is attacking it, now they're saying, "Yeah, he did it. So what?" <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I well, mean, if you look at the Republican, so the House Republican, that okay, so the um, Intelligence Committee. House Republicans 
put out a report to counter Schiff's report. And without going into a ton of detail, the essential conclusion of the House Republicans' report was there's no evidence of corrupt intent. Accordingly, Donald Trump did not commit bribery. That's like I don't know a the meaning really of bad position for them to take. If what they're doing is they're not contesting the facts, they're contesting the mental state. In the context of, for example, a murder trial, you would not be contesting that this is the guy who did it. Yes, the person died. Yes, there was a weapon. Yes, there was a shot. All you're contesting is, did he really mean to do it? Was it, was it pre-planned? Was there malice? Um, it's a mens rea, if you're familiar with the legal term, the mental state. Um, they're, they're making a mental state argument, and it's really a piss-poor argument, pardon my French. Um, I mean, they're not even contesting the basic facts of the bribery. Exactly. I mean, I think they're pretty piss poor attorneys, if you want to know the truth. But really, I, I mean, well, they have a really, really bad client. <laughs> yes, that's what I was about to say, sir. You know, when your client is guilty as a defense lawyer, and to be clear for your audience, I do not practice criminal defense. I'm not a specialist or an expert in the field of criminal defense. I do civil law. But um, in the context of a criminal defense scenario, if I were advising the president about how to respond to these charges, it would be make a plea deal. It would be, you know, resign and get pardoned. But I don't think that's the, – the, 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 the game is so zero-sum at this level. I don't think the um, Congress – and the Republican Party politically would survive in 2020 should he take that pathway. So they're not going to do it. He's not going to resign, even though from a strict matter of criminal law, that's probably what he should do. That's right. Hey, almost yeah, that music means we need to take just a quick break. It's just going to be a couple of commercials. Sure. Do you mind hanging out? Because we really want to get to you, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem, sir. Okay, thank you so much. All right, guys, mm-hmm. once again, you're listening to All You Need to Know Radio, and uh, we want to thank you very, very much for always listening to us and always making us number one. We'd like to give a big shout-out to one of our number one fans out there, Corey Young. Thank you, Corey, for listening to us every weekend. And uh, stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to tell you how you can win a $25 gift card for free. Make sure that you follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, oh my God, Tumblr, everything you can be on social media, we are. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood and Copperhead. Say hello. How's it going? We'll be right back. Hey everybody, let's who this is, it's your, hey guys, it's your favorite radio show host, John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio, want to give you a number that you need to remember if you have any legal problems, 
The sponsor of our show, the Law Office of Origin Nunn, 972-863-9592. If you have any problems with personal injury, real estate or businesses, transaction, anything like that, you need to call these rock stars. They are rock stars in the courtroom and they take no prisoners. 972-863-9592. That is Warwards and Nunn, 972-863-9592 or all social media at Warwards and Nunn. Warwards and Nunn, the only name you need to know. They're the best, period. end of season six, Ruzek ended up in prison. The wannabe mayor, Brian Kelton, he's found dead. And it certainly looks as though Boyd did it. The last season ended with a bang. Natalie? Last season ended where we were all in the mattress fire. We've got people alive in here. we got to get them out. Evacuate now. This season. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing out there tonight? Are you ready to end your debt forever? Are you tired of paying credit card payments every single month and all you seem to be doing is getting the interest paid and not lowering your actual balance? And you've thought to yourself, why am I in this mess? Let me tell you something right now. It is a situation that is happening with millions of Americans and their families and it's very sad the government has not stepped in to do anything. Guess what? We are ready to help you. There is a company that is a new uh, sponsor out there called American Negotiators. And let me tell you, are you ready to get out of debt? They say if you've been told there's nothing you can do, listen very closely because I'm about to tell you the truth and your family. Major credit card companies don't want you to know the truth And the truth is, you can actually settle your debt for less than what you owe. And yes, they will not go out of business because they lose a little bit of money. And the other families are able to go on with their lives and feel confident that they actually paid their bills. Pick your phone up right now and call 972-764-3120. Let American negotiators go to work for you today with years of experience. Let them show you a better way to end your debt permanently. They've got over 30 years of proven experience with the president and CEO in the credit and debt industry. And they are... Tell everybody about your law firm, my friend. Sure, yeah. So, um, my name is Almost Lawrence. I'm an attorney. I practice law with a partner named Hunter Nunn, and we do civil litigation. Um, We are specialists in personal injury as well as real estate and real property, landlord tenant. If you get sued or you need to sue someone for money, I can probably help you. We also do business formations and can help you with custom contracts. Your little intro there, I kind of feel like saying, Hi, Almost. After you say hi, I'm Almost Warwick. Like, call and response. Yeah, like a well, Mr. Rogers Almost. I'm not quite Mr. Almost. Right, give, right. Give everybody your telephone number out there if they want to reach you. 972-863-9592. 972-863-9592. 
LawrenceNunn.com. soothing like that song i love errol smith first of all and the movie was unbelievable wouldn't you agree the Do movie I not got any of my guys there <laughs> almost yeah i mean i haven't seen it in years but i loved it and i don't know about that one commercial about that warriors and nun company that, that guy sounded kind of familiar to me yeah, it sounded pretty good to me too john thank you you did a great job all right, so I know you're busy, and so let's jump, let's jump through this. So Donald yes, Trump, have you heard the way that Donald Trump is responding to this? Yes, he called Nancy Pelosi crazy. Um, he said that they needed to, quote, unquote, do it fast. Um, 350 mental health professionals um, have signed another open letter stating that he appears to be degenerating. Um, he can't talk for more than a couple of minutes in complete sentences. He was made fun of in NATO. And it's I, just I, I don't know. Don't, don't say that. We, we got the video. Well, let's hear it from the jackass's mouth. Today let's to do it. Impeachment hearings on the Hill. Do you feel that Democrats made their case, and how did you feel about the Republican performance? Are you talking about the witch hunt? Is that what you mean? Is that what you're talking about? I, I hear it's a joke. I haven't watched. I haven't watched for one minute because I've been with the president, which is much more important as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this is a sham and uh, shouldn't be allowed. It was a uh, situation that was caused by people that shouldn't have allowed it to happen. I want to find out who is the whistleblower because the whistleblower gave a lot of very incorrect information, including my call with the president of Ukraine, which was a perfect call and highly appropriate. And he wrote something that was much different than the fact. Uh, I want to find out why the IG, why would he have presented that when, in fact, all he had to do is check the call itself and he would have seen it. I'm going to be releasing, I think, on Thursday, a second call, which actually was the first of the two. And you'll make a determination as to what you think there. Uh, but I've heard just a report. They said it's uh, all third-hand information, nothing direct at all. It can't be direct because I never said it. And all they have to do is look very, very simply at the transcript. If you read the transcript, this was analyzed by great lawyers. Uh, this was analyzed by Greg Jarrett. It was analyzed by Mark Levin. It was analyzed by everybody. They said this statement that I made, the whole uh, call that I made with the president of Ukraine was a perfect one. You know, one thing that I would tell 
Donald Trump today to is be. that if you're going to say this witch hunt and it's a scam and it's the worst thing in the history of the country, it doesn't make it very authentic. Wouldn't you guys agree? Well, Testifying under oath, turn over the documents, then I might believe him. The bigger thing is, too, is he complains that this is the most perfect phone call, yet the, his transcript from his office shows him in guilt. So how is it a perfect transcript or something that we're supposed to ignore when it comes straight from the horse's mouth? And what the hell is a perfect It reminds phone me of call? 1984, Copperhead. Seriously, don't believe your eyes and ears. I mean, you believe what we tell us, or you can just drink yeah. the Kool-Aid. And that's a new, he seriously said that at a rally. He seriously said it to like 30,000 people. Don't believe the media. Mm-hmm. Only believe kind of, what you hear come out of my mouth. I kind of feel like mm-hmm. this, that lines like that in the term uh, never Trumper or ever Trumper, mm-hmm. those are just like drink the Kool-Aid kind of things. Is this something that we need to worry about? I mean, we've already done McCarthyism. Is this the next phase of that kind of situation? I, I believe so. I mean, it's a cult of personality similar to the same types of cults of personality that gave rise to Stalin and Mao and Hitler. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. very similar. But history always has a way of repeating itself. So how do we get back to the other side of this fence? Well, I hope our institutions can hold and liberal democracy holds. You know, there's um, – I, I, you may both recall several months ago, um, we were, the three of us, complaining about the um, progress of impeachment inquiries when uh, people like McGahn and Pompeo and Barr were ignoring subpoenas. Um, there are currently three subpoena sites, um, Deutsche Bank, Bazaars, and um, McGahn which are all have they're all right for Supreme Court um review. They have certiorari has been requested by Trump's lawyers for all three of those cases. Um if the Supreme Court, the conservative Supreme Court, five four ruling says that Don McGahn, for example, does not have to testify, it's a banana republic. Um and Didn't they already I'm rule, hopeful, or, or, that, or was that being appealed right now? The, so the, a, district court, a district court ruled in its favor for, for the McGann suit, for example. First, a district court ruled in favor of the House. Then um, a appellate court, the second circuit of the federal district court, that's the appellate district court in New York State, um, ruled in favor of the House. Then an on bank review of all nine justices of that appellate court ruled in favor of the House, then it is currently being appealed by Donald Trump to the United States Supreme Court, uh, where they have a decision on whether or not to grant certiorari to, to even hear the case. If they choose to hear the case and they rule in favor of the White House, such that Don McGahn does not have to testify, um, We've given up the ghost. It's it's a dictatorship. Move to Canada. I feel um, like we've we've really I, I made it. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I don't either. I feel yeah, like the biggest impact that 
that Trump right now has left on the American people is the amount of federal judges that he can get. We've seen him make sweeping changes throughout the judicial system on on putting in leaders, except for on the ones that would help with like the border stress and the uh, aliens and migration issues. We can't quite get judges there, (laughs) but we can get them everywhere where we need to, you know, implement. A very harsh right-wing law. Well, but can I actually speak to that briefly, Copperhead? Yeah, absolutely. To, um, I wanted to ask make, how, what kind of impact yeah. is that going to last? Yes, sir. So the types of judges that are being confirmed by the Senate, and actually today a judge who was um, the ADA, the American Bar Association, the trade group of attorneys, um, judged this federal judge to be not qualified to be a federal judge. Um, she was appointed to a um, federal district court position where she's essentially a trial judge for federal court. Um, so if you sue someone in federal court in her district, um, she could be your judge. And she has literally never argued a trial or a motion. I do that every day, okay? Um, she's grossly unqualified. Me, at the age of 34 years old, am probably more qualified to be a federal judge than her. And those people can do serious damage to the rights of people who are injured, to the rights of workers, to people who have their constitutional rights violated by the government and the police. It has a real effect on the day-to-day lives of individuals. Not to your to point about the immigration judges – so immigration judges are federal judges, but they're not Article II judges. They're not judges appointed by the president. What those people are is they are administrative law judges. And um, should the president direct the Department of Homeland Security or um, should Congress appropriate a line item in a budget for additional judges, then – they don't have to be confirmed by the Senate. Um, I'm talking about the administrative law judges who do immigration law hearings. Um, those people, you pretty much just open a position are not quite the same. So, almost, I have a question. So, when yes, um, Donald Trump is no longer in office, can the, mm-hmm. the new president actually have those judges removed for not be not no. being able to perform the job, like not knowing? I mean, there's some. I remember the, the one. The judge answer to your question is no. The only way to remove a federal judge after they have been appointed is to impeach them through uh, the House of Representatives and to convict them in the Senate. That has literally never happened. That just seems really strange to me, don't you? Because if you don't, I mean, for like, try, say, what if you're trying a case in front of these moron judges, and you know the law, and they don't? and they're ruling against you, that's not fair to your client. Well, presumably you would appeal if they make an error of law. That's when you're supposed to appeal. The problem becomes if the appellate court and the Supreme Court are also stacked, well, then you're in a banana republic. Welcome to it. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that, and I want to be clear that this is a lasting impact, and one of the ways – Politically, the the Democratic Party, let's say, for example, we had a President Sanders or a President Warren or even a President Biden in 2020. One of the ways that 
that president, if they truly wanted to address this issue, could theoretically address the issue is by adding seats to the Supreme Court. Right. Um, like that happened ago. under SDR, and it's, theor- it's got some precedent, and it, it, it's theoretically possible. I don't know if they would be willing to do it. I believe, and I may be wrong about this, but I believe Sanders is the only one who said he would seriously consider it. It is no, a bit of an unusual more. step. Pete Buttigieg said that he was going to consider it. The only problem with that is having, especially after this next election, if things happen the way uh, our midterm elections happened and we're being bleeding blue out of every uh, possible off- mm-hmm. office, I don't know if uh, expanding the court would be the right time to do that for the sake of you know whoever would be a, a, appointing them would quickly put as many uh, Democratic judges on there and you know they'd be crying foul on the other side of the fence. Well, I think that I heard Pete Buttigieg has like a plan to where you put you put the Republicans and Democrats get together and vote on them together is what I thought I remember, but they're supposed to anyhow. But a majority wins, right? John Hollywood, my opinion, and I have a lot of opinions. That's why we have you here. Is that because love every one of them? Thank you, sir. Is that because of Pete Buttigieg's Secrecy and refusal to detail his activities while working for McKinsey and Company consulting firm in New York, Dubai, Qatar, and Iraq. He is unqualified to be the president and untrustworthy. I also feel like he's set up to be the um, – Corporate Democratic candidate when Biden inevitably falters. Right. I, uh, which he's been doing um, all week. Yes. I, I don't think that he would be as bad as Trump. I also, oh, God, no. Oh, please, no. Yeah, he you know, if, if he is the nominee, I will vote for Pete Buttigieg, 100%, just like I voted for Hillary Clinton. Um, but, but you're still curious I, about some big. I am very curious about what he did for McKinsey because McKinsey is not a company that I associate with progressive values. Hmm. Maybe that's why he was there. I mean, you can't just sit on your side of the fence the whole time. That's why you got to go to Fox News and preach the Democratic lesson over there, and you've got to come over to CNN to preach the Republican. I'm not saying he's a horrible person, but it's kind of like – Goldman Sachs, you know, if you work for Goldman Sachs, it's not that they're like evil, it's that they're amoral. That they all they really they're care about is money. Yeah, hyper focused. Yeah, all they really care about is money. And McKinsey is basically the same way, but they get involved in some um, you know, private mercenary type work and sec- quote unquote security consultants for some um really shady characters, dictators, people with a lot of blood on their hands. And um, I'd be interested to know Pete's, in, Pete's involvement in some of those things. So I, my opinion about Pete is that he's clearly much, much better than Donald Trump or anybody that the Republicans will put up. But he is a snake in the grass if you if you care about progressive values. That's that's my perspective on him. Well, you and I are going to have to talk about him off air because I've actually had a few friends of mine that have actually had them at his home, their home, 
and their place really? of business. And they they said he's the most one of the most incredible people, intelligent. Uh, I would like to have a conversation with you up. off the air about that. Yeah, we, we should actually. Hey, uh, almost you're a Hillary Clinton yep, fan, sir. right? I have a, yes. I have a, I have a, you know, Howard Stern. We're going to go off this topic real quick, and then I'll let you go because I know you're busy. But uh, Howard Stern did went on on he he did a book, and I can't remember the name of it. But everybody who knows Howard Stern, just look up his new book. I think it's something okay. about Howard Stern comes again or something like that, and comes <laughs> is spelled the wrong way that you don't want it to be spelled. And anyway, <laughs> uh, he said that if he could have had Hillary Clinton on his show. He felt that Hillary would have won, and so uh, he actually got her on his show a few days ago, and I wasn't aware oh, really? of it until five minutes before we came on the air. So listen to Howard talk to Hillary about the night she lost. Thank you, my I'll friend. do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for being here, and I love you all, too. Um, Last night, I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our country. I hope that he will be a successful president for all Americans. This is not the outcome we wanted or we worked so hard for, and I'm sorry that we did not win this election for the values we share and the vision we hold for our country. But I feel... I feel pride and gratitude for this wonderful campaign that we built together, this vast, diverse, creative, unruly, energized campaign. You represent the best of America, and being your candidate has been one of the greatest honors of my life. Okay, as well, that's great. This is what I want to say. When I would watch you debate Trump, I was saying to myself, I wish you would take out a map and say, Donald, point to where Russia is on the map. <laughs> I had this fantasy. That's a great that, idea, yeah, actually. I, 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 I wanted to, to see you do yeah. I wanted you to say, name the president yeah. of Yugoslavia <laughs> or something. I, I just wanted to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I yeah. wonder if he could find Texas on the map. Now, well, apparently not, because remember he said the wall was going to be along Colorado. So right. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> you know, Howard, that's a really interesting insight, because I kept thinking, okay, we're going to get to the debates. And I've watched presidential debates. And, and you can see moments when, oh, my gosh, the audience goes. You can just tell. Right. And so I thought, okay, he won't be prepared. He won't know. Um, he'll just stick with the same shtick. Look, by you know, all these measurements that they do, I won these debates. But it no longer matters as much. It and doesn't. that's what bothers me. It's like, okay. You were almost too nice. Well, you know, I don't know if I was too nice, but I was certainly – you know, very um, careful. And the reason is, look, I grew up at a time when if, if you were going to get through a door as a woman, you did not react to anything. You know, I remember taking the law school exam at a huge hall at Harvard. And there were, you know, hundreds of men and there was like maybe 50 women. And we were in this room waiting for the test to start. And I was sitting with some of my uh, women friends who were uh, there with me. And all of a sudden, these young men start harassing us. Like, what are you doing here? You have no right to be here. And it was Really? During, it, yeah. And it was during the Vietnam War. So they were saying things like, if you get a slot, then I'm going to get sent to Vietnam. I'm going to die. It's going to be your fault. And I mean, just Guys rattle. Guys would say that to you. Saying it. They were saying it to us. 
And so what did we all, we just put our head down, like, okay, you take the test, you show you can do it. And so throughout a lot of my both professional and public career, part of it was that training, like, okay, you're a woman trying to do something that not many other women or any women have ever done. You've got to stay focused. Don't get distracted. Guys are going to be trying to say this and, and do that. You just keep going. And so I understand that in a way that works to your detriment because you're now. being reverential to even this guy who's looming behind yep. you on the stage. Yep. Because if you suppose, and I thought a lot about this afterwards, suppose I had turned around and said, you know, back up, you creep. You're not going to intimidate me. The headlines would have been lost her, you know, calm, you know, uh, switches into being angry. Right. It, it, it would have worked against It would have worked against me. And then, the, you know, and then the, you know, all the pundits would have said, well, she can't take Donald Trump. How is she going to take Vladimir Putin? So I, I'm not unaware so of that. So you've got this dialogue going I, on in your head. Back and forth. Okay, so one last one, guys. Inauguration of Donald Trump, which is one of the hardest days of my life, to be honest. I am consumed with that. I was thinking Mm. about you that day. I was watching Mm. you more than I was watching Mm. Trump. First of all, I don't even know how you get past. You got three million more votes than the guy. I did, right. In my mind, you won the election. The Electoral College, I can't explain that. I don't under, I think it was for some farmer who felt uh, that it was his rights were going to be denied. But the majority of the people in the country voted for you. Right. You got the job done. Right. When you're standing there watching this guy, are, what the hell is going through your head? Are, are, are you just – I would imagine you were on antidepressants that day. <laughs> you know, how? here's how I felt about it. I mean, obviously, I was crushed. I was disappointed. And I was really surprised because I couldn't figure out what had happened. And you hadn't even written a losing speech when you lost that. No. Night. You had only no, had victory in mind. No. And, and every, everything was pointed in that direction. So when he's going to be inaugurated, I was going as a former first lady. Right. That was the reason I was there. I was no longer in the Senate. I, I was a secretary of state. Don't usually attend. So I was. But your go. sense of duty is yes. my husband was president. I was right. first lady. Right. And this is what we say to the country. There's continuity. That is exactly how I felt. And, and a lot of people said to me, don't put yourself through that. Don't go. And I said, look, I ran for president because I love this country. I wanted to serve this country. I thought I would have been a really good president. I want. You would, have to, been, you would have been spectacular. Well, With I all hope your so. experience? Yeah, I hope Foreign so. affairs? Yep. But would I, you be crushing NATO right now? I don't think so. No, no, we need them. But so I, you're but, standing up there. So, so I'm, I, I said to myself, I said to everybody who talked to me about it, look, I hope he's going to be a better president than I think he will be. I'm worried about it, but I'm going to do everything I can. As I told him when I called him, you know, that terrible night. And oh, you said, did call him Oh, that. I did. I said, you know, I said, look, um, you know, Donald, I want you to be a good president. I will do whatever I can to help you. So, you know, we're in that period. Was he period. gracious or was he a sore winner? He was so shocked he couldn't. I mean, he, he could barely, barely form a sentence. He was as shocked as you. Right. <laughs> he was more shocked than me, I think. Wow. Uh, but, he was uh, shocked. Yeah, he was shocked. All right. And, and so when I got there, you know, go ahead, get out there. You, you put on the best face possible. And I'm, you know, Bill and I are sitting with George and Laura Bush. And then he started on that speech, which was so bizarre. And that's when I got really worried. I thought, wait a minute. If this isn't not, rational. It's not rational, but it's also not, it's not politics. It's not what a president does. A president is supposed to try to reach out to people who weren't for 
right. him or her. You're supposed to say, okay, I'm going to be the president of everyone, those who supported me and those who didn't, because we're going to pull the country together. I'd hope that I would hear a little of that. I didn't hear any of that. And then that carnage in the street and the dark dystopian vision, I was sitting there like just, wow, couldn't believe it. And George W. Bush says to me, well, that was some weird shit. Wow. <laughs> Inauguration of Donald Trump, which was one I am, of the I hardest am... days of <laughs> Come on. That has to make you laugh. But what my question to you is almost, and then I'll let you go. Do you, what do you think? Yes, do you sir. think Howard might have been right that if she would have gone on his show, it would have, it would have given her more of a fighting chance? I mean, it was super close. She lost by 70,000 votes across three swing states. Maybe not even, Howard Stern I mean, has a wide reach. Not only that, but he's one of those that kind of reaches in the nooks and crannies of places that – the far yep. left doesn't get into. He he gets into the sewers and the the gutters where people are just ball brawling, and she's staying pristine. She's I mean, I think there's a lot of what ifs and could have been. You know, her campaign. You know, Donald Trump got a lot of help from a lot of places, but Hillary didn't help herself that much. Right. She held well, still instead she of calling entitled. Him. She felt entitled, and yeah. I think. That was a big thing that also cost her the election. She didn't go to three states. Why didn't she campaign in the Rust Belt states? Right. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. She should have. All right, almost. Give us your prediction of what you think is going to happen in the coming days in the in the impeachment stuff. I think that within the next two weeks, um, the House will vote to pass three to five articles of impeachment at least one of which will be some form of obstruction and at least one of which will be some form of bribery. And then what will happen with the Senate? <laughs> and then um, I'm not 100% certain how the trial in the Senate is going to go. They are constitutionally required to do a trial in the Senate. Um, 51 senators are required to. to vote on the rules. Mitch McConnell can probably whip the 51 votes required to vote on a stringent and strict set of rules. I don't know how the trial is going to actually go. We're in uncharted territory. What's really scary here, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Republicans have admitted to everything that Donald Trump has done. Not only that, but they've pretty much said that he's done it. We just don't know where his heart was at when he did it, but he did do it. Um, no, Senate, go ahead and make I your vote. That the way I would phrase it, Copperhead, is that they haven't contested the facts because exactly. not contesting the facts is different from admitting it. You see what I'm True. saying? They're, he, they're not claiming guilt, but they're just claiming that something happened, and we're just not sure what your version is. Is that the truth? And I'm, it's, almost it's what like, do they teach you we, in law school when you have the law on your side? Finish all that. <laughs> yes, sir. When. When you have the laws on your side, you argue the law. When the facts are on your side, you argue the facts. When you have neither the facts or the law on your side, you pound the table and flip it over. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, my friend, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, and John Hollywood. Have a wonderful evening. A little bit longer, but I, I knew you, I, I kind of thought you might like to hear that about Hillary. So thank you so much. Almost Woolridge and none, guys. This is All You Need to Know Radio. Coming up, Sergeant Jason Jennings. We are going to be talking about our veterans. Thousands of appeals found in boxes, found in 
filing cabinets. What is going on with that? They need to be taken care of. Our veterans need to have the best of everything. Don't you think? Topperhead? I believe so. They've definitely worked for our freedoms and our rights. They should be taken care of like the kings and queens that they are. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. This is all you need to know radio, guys. Our switchboard is lit up. We're only going to be taking a couple of calls, and the next one will be from Sergeant Jennings. And he'll be he's a veteran, and um, I've got a surprise for him for Hillary, too. This is all you need to know radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood, with your co-host. I'm Copperhead. We'll be right back.
everybody welcome back to all you need to know radio i'm your host john hollywood with your co-host i'm copperhead all right guys and once again uh that was a lone heart we were out of town when they when they came to uh the american airlines arena i would have loved to have seen them in concert so guys we, we we've actually had some things that have happened on tonight's show that we did not really plan i'm hoping that everybody can hear me okay because I'm on a different microphone, so if anybody can tell me how they can hear me, Copperhead, you well. can hear me okay? I hear you pretty good. But not as good, right? Yeah, not when you're off the mic. Right now, can you hear me good? Right there, yeah, perfect. All right, then I'll just yell, and everybody here in the other office will just have to deal with it. We are about to have uh, Jason, Sergeant Jason Jennings join us. Guys, we're going to talk about how our veterans are being ignored once again and set to the side. But first, uh, for Sergeant Jennings, this is Hillary Clinton once again on Howard Stern. And I didn't even let uh, Copperhead know we were going to be playing this because he's a big Howard Stern fan. So listen about the night she's sitting in the Situation Room watching the attack and annihilation of Osama bin Laden. In the, uh, I guess they call it the Situation Room, behind Obama, they're about to kill bin Laden. Right. You knew that was a huge moment, right? Huge. Were you thinking again, this could have been my presidency? No. Really? No. Were you glad in a way it wasn't? Because that's a a heavy thing when you see these guys going in. There was a split among his advisors, and I was one, I was in the small group that said, go after him, and go ahead and do it with a Navy SEAL team. It was one of the most intense public experiences I've ever had. And here was, in my view, the right way to make a presidential decision. So there was a small group of us, and we were, we were meeting. We met numerous times. We looked at all the different angles. We looked at all of the intelligence to figure out, was this real or not? Final day of our last meeting, he went around the table and he asked everybody to tell him what they thought. Was Biden there? Biden was there. What did he Gates, say? Good, don't do it, right? Yeah, Biden said don't do it. Gates said don't do it. I mean, mm. you know, because the risks were enormous. Right. You were going to fly into Pakistani airspace, land in a place called Abbottabad, which happened to be where the Pakistani military academy is, like West Point, and launch an assault to take out the, you know, the most horrific terrorist in our history. So you don't fault Biden for saying no. I no, mean, I don't he, fault. I, here's my point was, in this room, this was presidential decision making. Because we all said what we thought, but he had to make the decision. And he said, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to sleep on it. And, you know, I made my case as to why we should do it. I mean, I, I felt a special responsibility having been in New York, New York the day yeah. afterwards and seeing all that. Were you like, oh, why doesn't he make up his mind? Because no. why should he sleep on it? Let's get in there. No, I admired that. You did? Yes. I do not like impulsive decision makers. Right. Uh, because And he also know, listens to other he people. He listens and he probes and why do you believe that and why don't you believe that? You so, watched Bin Laden die. 
No, we, the video ended when the SEALs got into the complex, into the buildings. Because of a technical reason or because uh, you didn't want it? Didn't, I think both. Remember, I, I agreed with the president as well uh, not to release pictures. Wow, yeah. You know. yeah. Here's, a, here's a story that I like to tell because most people don't know it. You know, you know, about, you, know, you know about the SEALs going in. You may know that one of the helicopters crashed. That's right. Luckily, we had tried to think of every possible scenario. So there had been another helicopter positioned nearby to come in to take out the SEALs. But the one that had crashed was a new stealth helicopter. It had to be blown up so that the technology wouldn't fall into the wrong hands. They kill bin Laden. They have to take his body out because we have to do the DNA back when they get to Afghanistan. Those Navy SEALs, after having shot their way into that, killed the Kuwaiti courier, killed his brother, killed one of you know, bin Laden's uh, adult sons, wounded one of the women who was after them. They took the women and children out, and they took them to the other side of this big compound, as far away from the helicopter uh, explosion as they could, so they wouldn't be injured. Now, that's, when I think about the American military, that's who I think about. And I am sick to my stomach about what Trump did, pardoning three men who had been Test, they test, were testified against by their own men because of the way they behaved. What so, is that? Well, I don't know what it is. It's his perverse understanding of courage and, and war. Um, In other words, there are rules. There, are, there have to be rules. That's why I was so proud to tell that story. What other military? Would you do know, that? All of a sudden, people are waking up. We're monitoring all the chatter. People are waking up. They're climbing to their roofs. They're only a mile away from this military academy. And our guys take the time to move this family around. First of all, they didn't kill him. And right. then they brought him to safety. That's, yeah. that's the American military that, that it, I know. It moves me. It moves me when you describe this. I, it brings tears to my yeah, eyes. Mine that, too, that because, because what a great, what a great bunch of guys. That's honor. That yes. is honor. And so you can't undermine that no. military experience and, 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 and the command, exactly. the chain of command. And that Did level you... of quality of service. Exactly. Okay, guys. So that was the incredible Howard Stern. And he was talking to the actual lady who should have been the first president of this country, Hillary Clinton. Well, first female and president. I'm so, you know, thank you for correcting that. Uh, <laughs> and they should have broke the glass ceiling. <laughs> like I might have just done in the studio well, now. I will tell you that she technically won the most votes. So there is no more glass ceiling. It's possible. It's possible. Girls out there, if you want to be president of the United States, you can be. Absolutely. All right, guys. So let's tell you what's coming up on t- uh, the rest of the show. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows, we're already over an hour into our show. We only have an hour show. But I fe- when I found the, the Hillary clips with Howard Stern, I knew Copperhead would like him, and I really knew Almost would like him. Uh, and the one I just played about the Osama bin Laden killing, Sergeant Jennings, does that ring any bells or any memories with you, sir? Welcome to the show, first of all. Well, thanks for having me, and yes, it does. <laughs> you want to share anything? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Well, yes. Well, uh, let's see. I I have the dubious distinction of being a first responder at the Pentagon for 9/11, not New York. So that whole Ooh. thing with Bin Laden that really strikes a chord. Um, that was actually my first job as a team leader. Woohoo! Um, uh, so I'd follow yeah, that you was, anywhere. That whole, what's that? I said I'd follow you anywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, you stayed. No, because you're a good uh, leader. Come thousand on miles now. away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so you, uh, I, I thought, I thought I remembered you telling me about that with nine eleven. Go, go into that just a little bit. You don't have to go into a lot because I'm sure it's very emotional. And we do really want to get on this vet thing because uh, I'm very like my stomach is like turning. I'm so disgusted over this. So just a little bit, well, just to remind people. I will people clear what, up one thing on this. I cannot say anything about New York. I was not there. I can safely say we did move a plane out of the Pentagon. I right. will go on record saying that. <laughs> That's the first time you've done that because you were sworn to secrecy about that, right? <laughs> well, not well, really sworn to secrecy. Been, you were just trying not to contradict people. I've had people literally sit there and argue with me saying they saw it on the news. No, it wasn't a plane. like, I was there. <laughs> I picked up Trump. I helped pull that thing out of there. <laughs> They're probably one of Donald Trump's supporters. I I don't know honestly. I didn't even get into that part with them once they started questioning that from news clips they saw that were multiple years old. I stopped listening. All right, so Copperhead, you have the documentation. Let's talk about what our show really was going to start out being. And uh, Sergeant Jennings, we cannot tell you how appreciative we are that you stuck around so long because we really did take almost an hour of your time. You were supposed to be on at eight Oh five. So please accept my sincere apologies. Tell your beautiful wife. I'm sorry that y'all are, I'm keeping you from spending time together and I will make it up to both of you. I promise. And you talked about Vegas for Christmas. We'll make it up, baby. Don't worry. So cop red, let's talk about this. Thousands of veterans appeals. Like whenever, you know, if you're not, under a rock, whenever, anytime, any, with any insurance company that you that you uh, try to claim on something, the very first thing they always do is decline your claim. And I don't think the veterans uh, are any different. And so there's a lot well, of appeals. Yeah, there were a lot of appeals out there that were found in boxes, in filing cabinets, and they haven't been processed. And it's putting our veterans – that fought for our country, maybe in bankruptcy, you know, it's just, it's crazy. So Copperhead, unless, unless uh, Sergeant Jennings, you have a, you, you want to respond to that. Um, No, just that, yeah, I've seen that happen firsthand going through the claims process myself where it got denied for an asinine reason where everyone around me is going, appeal that now. Yeah, so you don't have to wait another and then it going into like the black hole because uh, I live and in Colorado where, well, see, there's a ramp program here. It's like a rapid action thing for the claims process that was supposed to be kicked in. But, I mean, I'm one of the people that literally had it in the ramp program, was never informed of this. It got taken out by the VA and sent to a black hole. So what he's talking about with that there is there's several claims, uh, thousands of claims that have been either declined or misplaced, magically disappearing into the void of, of shredders or trash cans and never even touched again. And they're not notified to the veterans and they're not notified to the veterans' families about where these go to. Not only that, but the books for the appointments are then cooked afterwards and showing to the administration that these people have been to appointments and that there's not been as much time between their appointments as as they, they claim to be. And so these black holes yep. form where space and time. Is someone coming to your office? I heard a door shut. No, sir. Or is that, is that your place? Said Sergeant Jennings. That's that came across really loud on the air. 
Anyway, go ahead, Copperhead. Sorry. Just saying that time and space is kind of become a fluid and a black hole kind of thing where requests and needs of patients all the way up to fatalities have become a, a serious issue. Yes. Uh, I think what last count I saw was like 8,800 or so different claims they found just in boxes and in file cabinets and back storage rooms and that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, literally collecting you, dust. I'm kind, of, <laughs> I'm kind of flipping through this um, report here. This is just dates and kind of what happened on those dates from uh, CNN. This is a, a, a Department of Veteran Affairs fast facts kind of sheet, if you will. And just looking through mm-hmm. the last five years, there's, I don't know, probably about 40 different claims here, where it's, it's um, Senate confirms Wiki as the new Secretary of Veteran Affairs after this person is the new Secretary of Veteran Affairs that keep replacing them because the uh, corruption from the top down, um, talking about how many uh, officers uh, in a, a group lawsuit have died while waiting for their court case to go through because they weren't getting the, the treatment that they needed or deserved. Um, all the way back to like some of the orange agent orange issues and the complications that have happened since then for those veterans and how they're treated. It's amazing. Like how many, I mean, there's several, several accounts where the VA sends letters to 592 people who may have been exposed to HIV and hepatitis B and C while receiving dental care. Like how ridiculous is this for you? I mean, is this something that you even trust in the VA at all for, or would you rather just try for Obamacare or your own health care? Um, In all honesty, it's one of those situations where um, I am now permanently and totally disabled, according to the records and everything like this, so I have to rely completely on the VA. So it's one of those things where I have to trust them, not whether I want to or not. (laughs) Right, you have to pray for them. (laughs) So how does this... There's a situation here with one of my actual friends who is going through the claim process currently. She received three letters on the same day. One saying her claim was denied. One thing pending, one thing approved, all in the same thing. I mean, so this all to... reminds me of the Rainmaker <laughs> with Matt Damon. Do you, do you know the movie? He's a lawyer, and I'm familiar. He goes after a, 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 a an insurance company where they deny. Their part of their company policy is every single claim that comes through, they deny it. And it's just what keeps ringing in my head when I'm reading the things I'm reading, which is just you know. In my opinion, our veterans, our men and women that have went over to other countries and left their families, and they fought for our right to be free, they should have the best of the best. And I believe that, you know, our lying-ass, worthless president, currently, he may not be that much longer. However, um, I thought this was something he ran pretty hard on, and he said, we got to take care of our vets. And he hasn't done anything. In fact, the guy that's the, I think, I don't even think he actually have a a director of the Veterans Affairs. I think we have an acting one. No, we are. The Secretary of Veterans Affairs uh, of the Senate has confirmed is Wilkie as of July of 2018. How do you spell his last name? W-I-L-K-I-E. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, he's just been not, he was nominated by the Senate in uh, 2018. So here's my question: uh, how, it, What is the way that we can fix this? This is clearly going through every single VA, every single treatment center, every single um, 
member of the it looks like the medical staff and the administration staff both like how do you clean this out and start fresh or, or correct it get it back on course the way we need it to be in other words what can we do to help uh, these things <laughs> he's like you know, our show that reaches about 10 million people um, on our radio show and 500,000 on social media I'm just thinking if we don't we support you, who's some way that? to do an effective, actual, legitimate overhaul where egos stay out of it and the money grubbers stay out of it and actually right. focus on care and not how they're going to milk everything for it, I think that would be the first step. But I just have no idea how to do that. <laughs> well, once we make money worth nothing, <laughs> just little little steps like that to make it every day a little bit easier. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. I know that's been a for, and, so. And next so we'll have Rainbow coming out of our bus. Still, it'd be awesome. Are you still <laughs> waiting for things to be uh, for things to be approved or for you to have oh, things yeah. done or have you, really? Oh yes, heck, I my claim actually got moved from Colorado to St. Petersburg, Florida. And the only reason I know that is because I actually had a state representative looking into the case for me because I actually went and impeached them for it. Not impeached, sorry, implored them for it. No, and they were looking into it. Around. Yeah, sorry, I didn't, I, wrong <laughs> word there. My apologies. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no impeachment, I promise. But, yeah, um, you, you have the yeah, impeachment and, on your mind. We don't. We we, we are right there yeah. with you. Trust me. But so, the thing what, is, I actually had to go and get in them and bug them to look for the file for me. That's the only reason I even know it went down to Florida. And so my question is, stuff. like, what would your what is your timeline? What is your agenda? Have they given you any help or or assistance other than we'll look into it? Uh, when it comes to that, literally just been sending emails at this point, but I have no I mean, idea how proactive like they can actually be. <laughs> so. You get like a daily or weekly update, or I mean, is it just and when they're done, they're done, and they'll move it down the line, whatever that it's is. It's more of a I get an update whenever I call the office. <laughs> are are you serious? They don't even follow up. Oh no! The last time I talked to anybody at the representative, like with the uh, representative thing here, that was about a month and a half, two months ago. And what did they say? <laughs> oh, they haven't heard anything yet. Oh, we'll send an email. That's why it's been two months because I stopped trying at that point. <laughs> and see, that's what they're hoping you're going to do, Sergeant Jennings, is that you're just going to go away. And I hope you won't. And uh, you know, everybody out there, y'all need to look up Robert uh, Wiki's number, and we're going to post his picture and the direct telephone number to his office. Everyone out there around the world, it doesn't matter where you are, if you love America, our veterans are some of the most important people that exist. And, and I, I am the beside that make myself, and I am beside myself of the, of the treatment that 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 I'm hearing and that I'm reading and I'm actually more concerned that this is not getting any media attention anywhere. I mean, uh, Copperhead found one article on CNN, but I haven't heard CNN mention it at all. This is one thing about Donald Trump sucking up the air in the room of everything he does. He can change the spotlight. I thought President Bonespurs loved veterans. He, well, he swears he does. As long as he can milk it for what he wants it to be milked for. Um, I'm seeing him compliment the soldiers when they attack his enemies, but I'm not seeing him liking it so much when they stand up for his enemies. You know, like if he's if a, if a 
a serviceman comes out as a Democrat, is he going to be standing up for him as much as they come out as if they're a Republican? Or well, is he seeing the military as their own? They, well, there's one thing that scared me a little bit when they're actually starting a whole committee thing, like during the impeachment processing, and the guy asks point blank, so who did you vote for? Right. Are you a never Trumper? Who voted? Like, are you kidding me? What? Well, Listen, I heard him I'm yesterday. Gonna say, Have you drink the Kool Aid? I'm going to make a prediction right here, and I'm sure Sergeant Jennings, because you you follow us on our social media, which we greatly appreciate it. But I'm going to make a mm-hmm. prediction right here. I've really, really been thinking about this, trying to understand why grown men that have been in the Senate for a very long time long before Donald Trump even knew how to change his own diaper. And all of a sudden, these guys have lost their balls. They've lost their nerve. They're scared of a fat orange man. And the only thing I can think of is either they really are scared of a fat old uh, orange man or they're in on it. They're in on his illegal activities, and Donald Trump has something over them. That is all I can think of. Because I cannot believe that they are willingly, for no reason, I think you're forgetting the major, a major player in all of this is money. People are bought out all the time, and absolute power, you get absolute corruption. And these senators, very much like diapers, should be changed out, and pretty much for the same reasons. Because full of shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, just make sure we're on the same page there. Hey, Sergeant Jennings, I understand you have a band out there, you and your wife. Tell our audience a little bit about them or about your band. The music's awesome, guys. We post it on our social media all the time. you got to go listen to it. Uh, We're with the Landward Rogues, um, Celtic with a Twist. We're on a lot of the major big things like Twitter. No, not Twitter, sorry. We're on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, Instagram. I don't know if I said that one already. Uh, and right now I literally just got done writing. So now we have over 44 originals to our credit. Oh, I would be very interested so, in seeing some, some, some music that you, that you wrote before you actually record it. If you would trust me with that, you know, I kind of do have a little bit of hand in music. If you know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Actually, there's <laughs> a song I just wrote recently after getting kind of dicked around with the, um, healthcare thing. Part of it there where it's called screw the game. It's sort of a bluesy one there where there's actually a poignant line on that one is, as long as you don't stay in their finery, they don't care how much you bleed. Wow. Or they don't change their gloves. That's what uh, some of these these VAs that they're talking about infecting other veterans because they don't bother cleaning or sanitizing or changing gloves even. I mean, it's scary how, how you guys have been treated. Well, let's not forget the veterans that are sitting in their hospital beds, in VA hospitals, getting covered in ant bites. Right. And, or literally dying in the waiting room because they're waiting for care. <laughs> and patiently, normally, so, too. I'm, I'm well, I just, very used to like doing I things. said, I'm just, patiently just very, we're pissed off. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's just, it's, you shouldn't have to be pissed off. You should be able to come back and live a life of luxury and this country should be on its knees thanking everybody all of our veterans and i just i just can't believe that people are especially in today's society there's just no no sense in it it's really 
And yeah. you know, I have a I have a little bit of a voice, so uh, I intend to make sure that uh, it's loud and clear. That uh, I'm going to post this guy. I'm going to make I'm going to make this guy's phone ring. So I would like be to be looking for it, though, if you don't mind. Absolutely. He both putting us military people on a pedestal. It's a job with a, with a very extreme description in it. It's just a job. We're human. That's it. Just treat us like that, and we're fine. True story. <laughs> that is a true story, but it's still I I I'm, I still stand by what I just said. I mean, when you go fight in the point where you but... put your when you when you go fight somewhere, Sergeant Jennings, and you leave your family behind and you put your very life in danger for my you freedom. Do that in, instead of hiding behind a bone spur or a flat foot or whatever your daddy says that you don't have so you can take over his empire. Well, let's face it, though. I never claimed to be smart. <laughs> no, like, but you're doing smart things. Sure, cool, whatever. <laughs> well, now, I think you're very smart, and you've been very well, helpful to us. And I know that, uh, actually, we have a uh, – I'm looking at our um, – real quick, let's tell everybody about uh, a promotion we have going on. But what I was going to say is that in looking at this, I see in our Gmail we have a question for you, Sergeant Jennings. And oh um, they were this uh, this lady's name is Gina and she's uh, in California, and apparently she was in the reserves and she's wanting to know how long have you been dealing with this? I got out in 2006, so and I got out on a medical discharge for my back, so pretty much since 2005 when the initial injury actually happened. It's about 14 years now. Don't let me do math, but yes. <laughs> He's not good at math. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. Do you want to stay in? Here we go. So you <laughs> take off your shoes. <laughs> take off your shoes. <laughs> <Never> mind. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Sergeant Jennings, thank you so much. Uh, give, me, give me a call later on this week because I do want to talk to you really Any last words? See. Yeah, you have the floor for the next uh, minute. Last words on this one is, is... I have four words that have got me through all sorts of things. This shit will end. Just remember this, how bad it is. Keep breathing. This shit will end. Hey, I like that. That All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Sergeant Jennings. Have a great evening. We'll talk soon. We'll have you back on also. All right, guys. Thank you much. Merry Christmas and all that stuff, and have a safe one. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you, sir, in case I don't don't talk to you for them. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Copperhead. So we are going to go. We'll, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Now everything has changed. All right. So that was Creed, arms wide open. And I don't know how many Creed fans we have out there, but boy, they were an amazing group, weren't they? Until they went crazy. Yeah, and then I think you kind of knew one of the, the first artists I played before that. So I apologize yeah. for that, and I made that change really All quickly. Good. All good. So do you know who, who our song pick is this week? I have not guessed it yet. I didn't tell you yet. I, I, actually, I actually think I may have a guess. Are we talking about the birthday girl? Uh, no. No. That will be the entertainment watch. 
And yes, that's coming up, but no, it is not her. Believe it or not, uh, I'll give you a hint. She's a big girl. Uh, I think I do know who you're talking about. Are you talking about, um, uh, I don't know her name. She just won some Grammys, though. That's right. It's Lizzo. Lizzo, yes. Lizzo. I mean, you know, she is She is changing the name. She's just changing the rules. I mean, she, she does not give a F. We got to be careful clearly what we say now because there are new laws out there. If you do not know that, even affect our kind of shows that uh, they have to be child friendly, or you have to put it across the banner of your show. Your show is not child friendly, and then you turn off a lot of people of an audience. So we don't want to do that. But uh, I can't. I'm trying to remember the name of the song. Do you know her her big hit? Which the one that she did for the music awards? Yeah, or I like her big remember. one now. Yeah, Truth Hurts. She has like her big one right now. Um, good as hell is I think is what she performed at on the. That's uh, right. That that's our song pick. Good as hell. So let's, without further ado, let's do this. This is our song pick of the week. All you need to know, radio song pick of the week for December the fifth, two thousand and nineteen. Can you believe we're almost at the end of two thousand and nineteen? Almost getting there. Uh, this is Lizzo. Take a listen, guys. This is our song pick of the week, and it's new, and it's dangerous, and it's in your face. Take a listen. It's Lizzo. Check my name. Baby, how you feeling? liking that artist that's that's all copperhead he got me liking her and uh todrick uh hall is that his name yeah todrick hall yeah and by the way mr hall we sent you an invitation to come and be on our show when you were in dallas you didn't so much as even respond to us so we'll see about getting you some media attention out there you ain't taylor swift baby boy I'm just kidding, but you do no. dance your ass off, and your and your creativity is off the wall. So, and I think we also could have turned you into uh, Billy Eilish too. You know what? I do like Billy Eilish. I just I I didn't get the video when I, she was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and her she, live performance was kind of crazy. It was it was just different, and I I. I I didn't really know how to react to it, and I feel kind of bad, <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 is, it is what it is. It's definitely a little bit different. So our entertainment watch is uh, we're, we're celebrating. She's still with us, and, 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 and even though the media just hammers her down, and shame on you, media. If something were to happen to Britney Spears, I would hunt each and every one of you down. 
I mean, this woman at a very young age uh, changed the music industry forever with Baby One More Time. So just I remember, out of curiosity, what do you, what do you think um, her number one song is? No I, know it's not, I know it's not Baby One More Time, which I was shocked. O- oops or Overprotected. Those are my guesses. I don't think I'm right on any of them, though. <laughs> Why? You're not confident in your guesses? Um, according to uh, top 20, like, Billboard charts, they have her songs listed kind of – I just had this two seconds ago, and, of course, I clicked off of it. Uh, I think it's Toxic is their number one. Oh, that's because that's because of that airplane video. And then I think Blackout is number two. And see, that's where she was fat and she couldn't dance. And yeah, but there's so much controversy. Yeah, that's one thing she knows how to do. She's always so, been you know, holding on that line. That's right. So Britney Spears, uh, I, re- I what I was going to say is I remember when uh, the uh, Baby One More Time video came out on TV. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. And so just for shits and giggles, I called Jive Records, which is her label. And right. how, do you, how do you think they were answering the phone? <laughs> uh, with Hit Me Baby one more time? No, they were answering the phone. Are you calling about Britney Spears? They were getting so many phone calls about uh, nothing else but that. All day long? Um, I mean, I think it was all, it was months, but anyway, Britney Spears is now 38 years old. She has a gorgeous boyfriend, Sam Ashar, and I follow, we follow him on uh, Instagram. He follows us also, but uh, they were in Florida and, um, you know, she's actually, I think, I think we actually may see her back on. I think we actually really might see her back on the music industry. At least I hope so. She's she's got plenty left in her if she wants to do it, but she doesn't have to either. She can. She is one of these. They always talk about Teflon uh, political candidates. Brittany has gone through a lot. She's been through a lot. She's gone through controversy. She's gone through accolades. She's gone through awards. She's gone through cutting off her hair and having kids and getting a one night stand marriage kind of thing. And she's still somebody that we're enamored with and want to know more about to the point where we watch her Instagram channels just to watch her work out or eat or something mundane. Exactly. And, you know, and people look up to her. I mean, that's how I found out about Billie Eilish is that Brittany was just working out to her. And I was like, okay, well, if Brittany likes her, I'm going to like her music. And I like the music that I heard originally. But uh, here is your closing argument, Copperhead. Go ahead. Here's mine. Uh, you know me. It's it's always about giving back. And this time we're talking about the VA and we're talking about people who are in lots of pain and lots of suffering. And especially this time of year, it's so easy to kind of rush by and get your shopping done and get your fa- family taken care of and get your eating in and take a second, take a step back, see who else you can help. It's always it's the best time of year to do that. The spirits are high. People people are in need, and it's your chance to reach out to somebody and make their day just a little bit easier, a little bit better, or maybe a miracle that they didn't even know that they needed, and you can be that person. So good luck on it. Start looking around and seeing who you can help, and I bet you can find somebody. Absolutely, and that's, as always, very inspiring and, and incredible advice. 
uh, one thing I we we told you we would tell you, uh, and I meant to tell you earlier during the show, is that we want to really start getting our audience involved because one thing that I never expected to happen. I've been on the radio for 17 years. I never expected people to start commenting on our post. You know, we're almost at 500,000 people following us on social media. So crazy. I mean, I mean, we had almost 40 people on our switchboard tonight, Copperhead, and we didn't take any of their calls. And they were not any 111 numbers. They were real numbers, so that's a good thing. But the thing is, is understand we are humble by what you do for us, and listening to us really, really is is inspiring for me, and I'm sure it is for Copperhead. It's amazing. Sometimes we, these people disagree with us, and they still listen to us, and they want to give their opinions. We want to hear both sides of the coin, too. We want to learn just as much as you guys do. So us having the microphones doesn't mean that you can't comment on us and, and tell us what you think and what you know. If you have ideas for us, let us know. We always like to bring great things to the table, but we're only two guys who are thinking through some of this stuff, and our team isn't always as capable as, as you, our audiences are coming up with crazy stuff to do or amazing stuff to do. So we would love to hear from you guys. Well, so Copperhead doesn't even know what I'm getting ready to offer, so get ready because you're going to love this. So we want to know what you think about our shows. So we want you to go to S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com, Spreaker.com, and then type in all you need to know radio, and there's all of our shows since we've been around. And we want you to pick a couple of shows and listen to at least two shows – and then email us at all you need to know radio at gmail.com. Tell us the date of the show. Tell us the um, what you thought of the show. Tell, and, and like I said, at least do two of them. So tell us the date of the show. Give us your comment about it. And with that, then leave your name. And uh, we can send it through email. But we're going to give you a $25 gift card for free. But it's for only going to be for a limited amount of time. So we've gotten a couple of people that have already responded. But the only way we're going to know if we're doing what you want to hear, because that's why we're here, we wouldn't be here without you, is we need to hear from you. We want to make you part of the, more part of the show. So with that, I'm John Hollywood, your host uh, from All You Need to Know Radio with your co-host. Hey, I'm Copperhead. Thanks for listening, guys. And have a great evening. Take care of each other. No one else is going to do it, especially this government. This impeachment is serious, guys. Make sure you watch it, and you watch it for the seriousness that it is. And do not be blinded. Speak to your senators and get them to follow you, not them, not their party. If you agree with this, the impeachment, let them know. If you disagree with the impeachment, let them know. Let your voice be the one that's being heard, not the Democratic or Republican just because of the echo chamber. And more than anything, use some common sense. That's what my parents taught me growing up. When someone lies every time they open their mouth, they're a liar. They're someone you can't trust. So with that, thank you so much for joining us. We will be on next Thursday. Uh, I'm really nervous to go back and listen to uh, how I sound on this because I'm on a different microphone tonight because we're in a different studio. But uh, this is All You Need to Know Radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you comment on our stuff. And remember, ask yourself each and every day when you wake up, what have you done to make yourself feel proud?
Also, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you how to live your life or who you can love. Good night from Dallas, Texas. Yeah.